You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. Have you ever thought to yourself, wow, these days are hard. They're long. How do I find more energy and purpose in them? Well, today we bring in Katrina Sanders to help answer that question. She's one of the best of all time at helping people figure that out in any role in a dental office. And we ask some tough questions. She's got some good answers. So make sure you listen up. I know you guys enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. You are in for a treat today because I have the amazing rock star, Katrina Sanders, on today. And I actually don't even know what we're going to do. <laughs> She's going to propose an idea, and I'm like, let's go with it. And so I'm handing her the keys during this podcast. So put your seatbelt on. Here we go. Katrina, thanks for being on. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me and thank you for letting me take control today. This is so, as a dental hygienist, I love being in control. So this is so awesome. So thank you for this. It's such a pleasure to be here and to see you. Oh, this is awesome. Now I'm going to do my little intro on you because we're huge okay. fans here. Now, Katrina Sanders, if you haven't seen her speak, you are missing out. She is a genius and you're an inspirer. You're some yay. You are uh, just a very, very gifted uh, speaker, teacher. Uh, I love your verbal skills. Your verbal skills are among my favorite. Uh, they're oh, they're they're so you. well done on a purpose in a purposeful way that a lot of times I'm like, wait a minute, I have to think about that one. That one was really good. And so uh, we become friends over these years and have really enjoyed sharing CE. Uh, experiences together. And I'll tell you, we brought her into the ACT Dental community and they have just eaten her up because she uh, runs our hygiene programs now. And uh, you're you're in a category of one. I, I say this about a few people, but like there's nobody that does what you do. And I think for the benefit of anyone who's listening who doesn't know you, I just want you to do a brief bio. Can you do that? Oh my gosh. I, I love that. Thank you so much. And I, I, 
It's such an honor to work with you and the amazing team of Act Dental. You you guys are just next level and it it means a lot to be able to work inside of the framework of what you've built. So thank you for that. Uh, yes, for uh, those of you who don't know who I am, I am Katrina Sanders. I am a Milwaukee native, which is I think why we get along so well. Right. Um, I am a practicing dental hygienist. I live here in sunny Phoenix, Arizona and practice with AZ Perio. We are a large group periosurgical practice. And uh, along the way, when I don't have my hands in somebody's periodontally infected mouth, uh, I am traveling nationally and internationally as a speaker and a consultant. I also am a podcaster. I have a couple of podcasts. Um, I ghostwrite content. um, I'm kind of just all over the place. I don't. I don't know if I have like a title for myself, which I I think is why you know, when people say there's nobody who does it the way I do it, it's because I've kind of just mishmashed this uh, career. I guess I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> so whatever that is, um, you know, my it's not about necessarily what it is that I do but why it is that I'm doing right. what I do. And I think that is, you know, to, to you know, quote Simon Sinek and, you know, all of the amazing things that he does in, in his work, it really comes down to uh, letting that, the, the why, the purpose driven, the mission behind what it is that you're doing, create the scaffolding. Um, and that's really thrilling and also horrifying um, because, uh, you know, when you wake up one morning and you think, I'm a sommelier, so I love wine. I'm a dental hygienist. I love talking about teeth. I am a, a you know, self-proclaimed humanitarian in that I, if I could do what I wanted for the rest of my life, I would travel the world and volunteer offering, you know, uh, remote dental services to underserved communities and helping our homeless animal population and spreading awareness about the benefits of organ and tissue donation. Gosh, if I could just do all of those things, I would. Well, uh, all of that, it, how do you build a framework of of something that, you know, is sustainable and, you know, changes how you interact with the community? So it's not necessarily what I'm doing, but why it is that I'm doing it, which is also why I'm super excited to be here today and to share our topic for today. Okay, so, which, so let's go to the bonus round. What is our right, topic today? Let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to front load this with a story. Okay. So as a speaker and a consultant, I travel and speak a lot. And I'm in this current period, you know, as a speaker, Kirk, that, you know, we hit these like moments where like the spring seems super busy. The fall seems super busy, right? It's speaker season. You're bopping from city to city. You're in and out of time zones. And so I was in this like very long travel stint, several weeks where I would show up in the town that I was in I would present my program super early in the morning. Like, keep in mind, my body's on West Coast time. So when I have to speak at 8 a.m. East Coast time, that's 5 a.m. my body's time. And, you know, so you're, you're waking up early. You're not, you know, fully focused. You're not fully taking care of yourself because, gosh, you got to be there, got to be ready to present all these things. And so I started to experience some laryngitis where my voice would just squeak out enough to present like a three-hour program. And then my my voice was completely blown out. So then I'd have to go on vocal rest for the next 12 hours until I got to my next city. And then you have to show up and it's like, oh gosh, sipping enough hot tea to like get through the day, right? So right. this was me. And and this was like week after week. I mean, I, I was getting to the point where my friends were like, are you okay? Because usually you call us and check in and you haven't called. And it's like, I, I can't, I have no voice. 
So I'm traveling, zigzagging in and out. I was international. I'm speaking for an organization, recording a webinar before I speak for the organization, doing all these things. Hop on an airplane. I fly into none other than Kansas City, Mo. <laughs> so I fly into Kansas City. You know where I'm going with this. I yeah. fly into Kansas City uh, and I, I get there late at night. I have to present in the morning. I have no voice and I have to present all day. Morning session, afternoon session, three hours in the morning, three hours in the afternoon. I'm walking into my room and then I hear, holy crap, it's Katrina Sanders. And there you are <laughs> right behind me. And it's like, oh my gosh, hey, you know, and I'm trying to squeak out saying hello and we have our pleasantries. And then I present my full day of programs and you, my friend, are next door. You are in the room next door and they have just one of those like little paper thin like conference room dividers right. that, <laughs> that mm -hmm. have like divided us. So you're like high energy, just booming, like bouncing off the walls. I mean, you are just, you come in with it. And here I am like, and another thing about periodontal disease, like trying to like squeak it out. and. I realized in that moment that I had something that I needed to learn from you. Uh -oh. And that was about how you find the focus around what it is that you're doing, how you find the love and the passion and the excitement. Because that morning you came in and you had energy and you were just so excited to be there. That energy is palpable. You know, energy, it cannot be created nor destroyed. It can only be transferred. And you're right. sitting there and you just have this like boundless energy. And I think anybody who interacts with you knows you have an incredible layer of energy to you. But you also get energy from the things that you're doing, the people you're interacting with, the dynamic of the work that you're doing, the, the lives that you're changing, the impact that you're creating, that there is an energy source back and forth. So you are now in this like beautiful space of i guess maslow's would call it like self-actualization where you you love what it is that you're doing so much right that you are just in this essence and it's just pouring into you i, I want to talk about that because i think it's so easy when you know for me as a dental hygienist when i graduate from hygiene school and I love what I'm doing and I'm living my best life because, oh my gosh, I just started practicing and how exciting that I, my first paycheck and all these wonderful things that are happening, you know, a practice owner, you know, you do the ribbon cutting and I, now I own this practice. Look at my name is on the door. How right. exciting. It is so great to bring the energy there. And then there are the moments we experienced this during the pandemic where it was like, I don't know if I can feel you know, the, the joy, the energy right now and be able to pour back. So uh, how, how, how Kirk, how, how do we create this space where we fall so in love with our work and we allow the best parts of our work to continue to fuel us, to find deeper layers of love inside of our work? Okay. So in your, I don't know, <laughs> I, I'll give you a couple things, but like a couple like Ma you can't use my name and Maslow in the same like vein. Like that's just not even r come to my house today. You'll be completely underwhelmed. You'll be like, okay, I'm going to retract that statement and that one and that one and that one. I am just a normal guy. Now I'll just start with this. I'm thankful. I believe I'm believing my, my faith in God is pretty strong. So it's like, I, there are a lot of times, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm just like, can you just, I don't know. 
just kind of point me in the right direction here. Um, but I would say this to you, to anyone who's listening. I say this to my children all the time. You got to find what you were called to do. And even if it, like I have a daughter, Lily, if you're listening, I think she'd be the best. I think she would be like record breaking school teacher, like award winning, like kids would come and she's like, well, there's no money in it. I'm like, uh, that's, mm, you're not getting mm. the point. Once you find what you love to do. Now, one of my passions was to try to be a school teacher. And then I tried to be an actor. I tried to be a lot of different things, but I think it goes mm. back to, uh, I'm a big strategic coach fan and life started to make sense for me when I went to, uh, Dan Sullivan has a workshop called the Unique Ability Workshop, and he describes what the unique ability is. And if you find it, it's like this crazy special place, and every human being has them, but it's hard to know what it is. Number one, your unique ability is you're really, really good at something. That's number one. Number two, people tell you all the time, you are really good at this. Number three, you get endless amounts of energy from it. It's not something you're really good at and you go, wow, I'm exhausted. You do it and you get energy from it. And then the fourth thing, if I get, if I can remember correctly, there's four steps to it. The fourth is you seek never ending improvement. Even if you are the best in the world, that's something like, like aesthetics, you know, whatever. I, I don't even care what it is. You just, you can't stop yourself. Like if you were a sommelier and you were the best in the world, you don't go, I'm the best. I, and you wouldn't even call yourself mm -hmm. the best. You would just say, no. you seek never-ending improvement. Now, I'll couple that with this, is if you read Good to the good to Great, it's good the, to great. Uh, oh gosh, I'm, I, I have all these books and I have more. But if you find out what you're really good at and you love it, and you the third wheel, which is hard, is the money piece. You got to find a way to make mm -hmm. a business out of it. And if you can find a way for those to overlap, but just like you they don't usually fall on traditional paths. Like people ask me, mm -hmm. how'd you get into being a dental consultant? I'm like, I have no idea. I was working at <laughs> Applebee's and I had a dental you know, lab guy come in, Bob Pop, shout out to you. He got me involved in dental supplies. I'm like, I don't even go to the Wait, dentist. from Pop Dental Lab? Yes, Bob Pop. Stop it. That Pop Dental Lab is in Greendale, which is the hometown I grew up in. We mm -hmm. toured Pop Dental Lab Stop it. This is wait, crazy. We took wait, a pop dental wait, lab when I was this. in grade school. Oh, let, let's let's go there. Back the bus up. Watch this one. Boop, boop, boop. That's me backing a bus up. Okay. <laughs> now, Greendale, yep. back up. 76th Street. Yes. At Southridge, there was a little restaurant. It was called Applebee's. Did you yes. ever go by? It's now Stop it. That's the Applebee's? I was a three-time employee of the month at the Applebee's on 76th Street in Greendale. Go there. They flattened it. There's actually a Red Robin uh, now, and there's a parking lot, which yes. breaks my heart. So I go to the Red Robin, oh, and I point man. to the parking lot in front, and I go, that's where I used to work, kids. And they're like, we don't care, Dad. They're so, like, you, you worked in a parking lot, Dad? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I uh, I didn't do so well in college. I went to walk on at the University of Minnesota when 1988 when uh, Gutekunst was a coach. We were terrible. I flunked out of school twice. Uh, but it wasn't because I was, I just, I had so much fun. Then I moved back to Milwaukee. It was to my advantage. I didn't know anybody. So I had to go to school and I was like, it was a commuter school, which was great. And I sat in the front row and I'm like, wow, this is pretty easy. You just got to go. Yeah. No one told me that. So I was working three jobs, driving forklift. Uh, I actually worked at the champ sports bar at Southridge also. Okay. But, sure. I was a yep. I but long story short, 
I was a bartender and Bob Pop and another guy by the name of Peter Gill used to come in and they'd be like, you're, you would be great in a delivery. I'm like, hell no, I have no desire to ever do that. And then Bob wow. just brought me in the office one day and he said, you're going to work here. And I'm like, I'm going to do what? And so it was amazing. Now he was a serial entrepreneur and he taught me a lot. And mm -hmm. I was there for a short period of time. And then at the age of 24, I moved to Scottsdale, Arizona, where I found a unique opportunity to work in this industry. So long story short, the answer to your question is this, you got to find something and sometimes it finds you. But if you find out what you're really good at, you experience never ending joy and it's just, mm -hmm. it's a sweet spot to all this. So I don't know that I know the answer to your question. I'm on the same journey as you. I'm a human being trying to figure out life every day, but I will tell you, I freaking love it. Like speaking for you and for me, people always say, what are you going to speak on? I'm like, I have no idea. Like I got like, yeah, I don't know. Just I got gonna, 600 yeah, slides. <laughs> We might get to 10 of them. <laughs> we'll get through them. Yeah. I, do you not do that? We're so, yeah. Sometimes you're like, I've, pre I've prepared 600. I've made it through 10 and it's been three hours. So, oh no, here we go. <laughs> do I do that sometimes? I do it all the time. Okay, good. As so, long as you and I are on the same page. So this is crazy. We literally have the same journey. So I grew up in Greendale, went to Pop Dental Lab as a field trip, which is how I fell in love with dentistry. Come on. Um, seriously? Went, yes. Went to the University of Minnesota, graduated from the U of M, moved down here to Scottsdale. It's where I practice currently. And then that's of course, crazy is where I call home. We literally have like the same life. That's like so nuts. Um, I love this though, because when you talk about unique ability and I think about how, yes, oftentimes inside of this unique ability, a lot of people think, well, that's easy because you're an entrepreneur, so you can build out the framework of whatever that looks like for you. But the reality is inside of dentistry right now, we are seeing niched practices and we are seeing niched clinicians who are stepping into very unique roles inside of their practice right. where now if they are taking the time to reflect on these things. So number one, something that you're really good at. Gosh, I, I talk to hygienists all the time that are like, I I'm really good at social media. Like I really enjoy posting videos or doing cutesy little reels and things like that on social media. Well, if you're really good at that, why are you not utilizing this as an aspect inside of what it is that you're doing in clinical practice, right? right. Couldn't you take something like this and lift this into your practice? Um, so, you know, little things like that. What are some of the things that you're really good at? Um, you know, you mentioned it before, you know, I'm a hyper communicator. And so when you see me in clinical practice, I'm not a professional speaker to right. a room full of people. I have a patient sitting in my chair. Right. But inside of that, the, the communication piece that based on the skill sets, all the things that I've carried with me in my experience at Greendale High School and University of Minnesota, and now here in Arizona is such where now my role inside of that clinical practice is how can we take these hyper communicators in our practice and let them do what they do best. Right. So now we're creating these unique roles in our clinical practice where hygienists who are hyper communicators are the ones educating patients, doing those new patient consultations with doctor. Maybe we're the ones that are doing the hygiene boot camps where we're walking the patient start to finish through oral hygiene instruction, doing post-operative instructions instructions. 
maybe the hyper communicators in the practice, the ones that are really good at those things are the ones that are taking those patients that maybe need a little bit more TLC, need a little bit more help and support in the practice, um, you know, with understanding, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little nervous about getting a connective tissue graft. Um, can somebody in the practice please connect with me and share a little bit of inform right. a bit more information or answer some questions. Now the hyper communicators, these are things we're really good at. We get to step into those roles, which is interesting because one would assume that would be a traditional aspect of a clinical dental hygienist. Right. But gosh, it it's not, uh, you know, you go back to your daughter and it's like, oh, I'd, I'd love to be a school teacher, but there's no money in it. It's like, well, we have to remove that. Right. You know, so often inside of dentistry, we're so focused on a hygienist is only as good as the number of minutes that his or her fingers are in somebody's mouth. Right. And it's like, well, gosh, I, I don't know. I, I think we have to change. I think we have to flip that mindset right. to say, actually, we have these amazingly talented people who absolutely are good and are trained as clinicians. I know how to hold an instrument. I can hold an instrument very well. I can scrape right. a tooth very well, but there's so much more to me. And and what one thing that I've found inside of clinical practice is how thrilling when you get to step into that so much more right. inside of your practice, right? Well, let me ask you, so, I want to, I'm, okay, let me throw the question you threw at me. You're really gifted. So my team, so I have a team member. She's like, oh my gosh, that's really Katrina. That's, that's really her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she's like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to meet her. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, um, she was like starstruck when she met. She's like, oh my gosh, like she's amazing. I would like to be like her. How, you know, I, I, I don't know that that was yeah. the exact conversation, but here's my question to you. You had this similar path. You got to Ralph and AZ Perry, which is no small deal. Mm -hmm. Those guys are serious. Like I, they actually intimidated the crap out of me when I first met them. I'm like, <laughs> these, these guys know a lot. I don't know if I could teach you anything here. Um, and then I got to know them. I'm like, they're really good people. You walked into a situation where you weren't just like, oh, let me share with you. I'm a sommelier and I'm very gifted and let me just take over here. You had to earn your stripes there. How did you That's get right. to a point where you started living more of your unique ability every day? Oh my gosh, I, I love this uh, because this is the question that I think it, it's the thing that we aren't measuring that we should be measuring. And that is people cannot look away if you are being raw, authentic, and honest, mm -hmm. and people can't not follow if you have right. a mission because everybody wants to get behind a mission. They do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As, as long as that mission is not like hurting somebody or, you know what I'm saying? People want to get behind that. So when I started trying to transform what I was doing, step outside of I'm a dental hygienist, period, into saying I'm a dental hygienist and I do this, I do that, this matters to me, these things are important to me. Uh, immediately, my presence inside of the community, and by presence, I mean how people interacted with my written content. I was writing little blogs, I was writing little articles. You don't have to have somebody publish those things to right. write. You can put them on social media, you can put them on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn presence, my social media presence, the podcasts I was being interviewed. So uh, all of the, the content 
that I was putting out there was sharing two very unique things. One, my authenticity, who I am, what I'm doing, and my why. And number two, my mission. So if you're in alignment with those things, get behind me because this is where I'm going. Love so it. my why, my 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 um, drive, my impact was really about I'm not just a tooth scraper. I am trained in so many other things. I'm trained in how to read a medical history. I'm trained in screening vital signs. I am trained in identifying potential underlying conditions. I am trained to do comprehensive extraoral and intraoral examinations. I'm trained to look at pathologies and tell the patient whether they may or may not have other systemic modalities. I am trained to have an intimate relationship with oral inflammation, decay of hard tissue, TMJ evaluation. I mean, I look down the airway of my patient patients for, you know, ungodly amounts of time. You know, I, I am trained in all of those things. I am not just a tooth scraper. So my why initially when when people like Ralph Wilson, the Bruce Hausers of the world, the Holly McKnights, the Dirk Donovans of the world, our CEO, Jeff Mazzarella, when, when they were interacting with my content, they were seeing this hygienist sees herself as more. Now here, this is a really interesting, it's it's the law of attraction or, you know, really just being a magnet for what you want to attract. Right. What I was doing was being very clear, provocative, loud, honest. Those are all things if you ask my family, right. <laughs> what are some things you would use to describe Katrina? My family members would absolutely say loud, provocative, honest. Those are the things that that make up who I am. I was doing those things inside of this is my why this is where I'm going. Right. right. So uh, these practices that, you know, we just want a hygienist to be a profi queen and just scrape teeth. I, I was already not going to I was not going to attract those offices. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they're they're going to look at what it is that I'm doing and they're going to say ah, that we don't we don't need that. We don't want that. So again, like hygienists listening to this that you know maybe are in a space where you you want more and you you want to be a magnet for that think about what that looks like right doctors who you know practice owners office managers who want a, a gosh everybody loves using that term rock star hygienist right I, I think what you mean to say is you want somebody who's going to come in and blow it out of the water and and Im impress your patients welcome them into the practice and do every single step every clinical modality you know inside of the practice be involved take ownership be the ceo of your hygiene column right so when you think about some of those things I was a magnet for that. Yeah. So AZ Perio at the time thought they were already masterminding in the background that they wanted to create something very different. They wanted super involved hygienists that would take on a non-traditional role. And so when they saw this content coming out, it was like, whoa, we, uh, I at least want to talk to her and see what's going on. Right. And so that's step one. But the other step of it is the mission where I'm going and what I'm doing. And that mission, it, it has to be an undeniable, unwavering mission for me. Right. That mission is what drives me to continue doing what I'm doing. It is the reason why I will, I mean, I will say being a speaker is not glamorous. No. There's, there's so many people that probably, you know, I want to do what you do. And you're like, okay, right. uh, literally, uh, six days ago, I landed in Cincinnati. I had been traveling since 5 a.m. that morning. Uh, we landed in Cincinnati, a wine bottle shattered in my suitcase, a wine <laughs> bottle that we were bringing for a client. Luckily, my clothes served as a very uh, beautiful sponge of sorts to absorb all of that wine. Those clothes oh. I needed to wash before I deliver my <laughs> webinar that evening. None of this is glamorous. You right. know what I'm saying? 
Why do I do it? Because my mission is more important than all of those other tiny inconveniences. Totally right? agree because, because if it isn't, yeah, if it isn't authentic, we can all see through it. And we've seen people up there trying to promote a mission. I'm like, you don't really, mm, nah, I'm right, not buying it right. 100%. It's so. fair weathered. You, you have to be unwavering in that. So right. my mission began as uh, I am here not to make dentistry comfortable because gosh, people, people love when, when speakers, influencers, et cetera, make dentistry comfortable. You guys are heroes. You're all doing amazing things. Keep working so hard. You know, I, making dentistry comfortable is, you know, don't need to change anything. Keep doing what you're doing. No, you but stress, I'm not you here. stress me out. <laughs> I know. Doesn't that just like <laughs> drive you crazy? I'm not here to make dentistry comfortable. I'm here right. to make dentistry better. And there's a difference there because when you make dentistry better, that oftentimes means that you have to make dentistry uncomfortable. So you know what that looks like? That looks like getting reviews in my course evaluations that say, how can she say that now it's okay for you to probe dental implants? Well, it has been for a long time. I'm, I'm right. not here to make it comfortable for everybody else because that's what you learned in school 25 years ago. So it's comfortable for you for, to just hear the same things that you heard 25 years ago repeated so that you know that you're doing a good job. Gosh, I'm going to make dentistry better. And that yeah. means that I'm going to say what's going on in research right now. And that may mean that, gosh, you're going to have to go back to your clinical practice and make some edits. But that is because when we make dentistry better, we make our community better. So you, you create that mission. And it's a mission that, yes, it is hard for people to get behind, especially when you're a new voice in dentistry. You know, I, I, I was a wine sipping, a perio hygienist from Phoenix, Arizona. You know, I don't fit the mold of what people expect of a provocative speaker at all, you know, and yet inside of this, when you create that charge, when you create that mission, people can't argue with you about it. They can't. And so those are the things that, that, and you, ha and uh, it is hard because your mission has to be the thing that you remember and think about in those moments when it is difficult, when it is challenging. That's on a macro scale. Working clinically, we oftentimes miss that so much. Right. How many times do we, as a hygienist, am I sitting there, I'm, I'm talking to my patient and I'm saying, I'm concerned because your gum tissues are infected. I'm concerned because we need to address this active infection. I know it's not hurting you in your mouth today. I know it's not. Um, but if we don't treat this, you run the risk of experiencing any one of 57 unique diseases and conditions that have a biological plausibility linked back to periodontal disease. Uh, Mr. Jones, I've noticed that you're hypertensive. I've noticed that you have high cholesterol. I've noticed these things in your mouth. And gosh, I, I think I'm looking at a fire that is just continuing to escalate. The flames are getting bigger and bigger. And this is where, you know, did I hear that you have a family history of cardiovascular disease? Right. Did I hear that your your physician said you do in fact have high cholesterol and we need to manage this? Gosh, uh, this is this conversation, Mr. Jones, is about your health, and and how easy is that for us to want to start with that conversation? But we all know that the conversation doesn't end there. You have those inconveniences, the proverbial bottle of wine that shatters in your suitcase when you need to get there, shower and get ready to do your webinar. That shattered wine bottle looks like a patient that goes, yeah, but does my insurance cover that? Right. Or, mm, no, thank you. I just want to do my free cleaning my insurance covers. Yeah. And now 
you have to remember your mission. You have yeah. to remember your why. So what is your mission for Mr. Jones? If it's all about production, if it, all you're doing in the practice is talking about your numbers and your production, and you're not talking about the, the core values of the practice, moving your patients from a state of disease to a state of health, right? If, if you're not talking about that, it, it's important to it's important to change some of that uh, vernacular or Rather, it's important. You can hear my dogs getting all excited in the background. Love it. It's important to to change the way you communicate that so that your patients understand. Mr. Jones, I am not here. I am not here to bill the heck out of your insurance. I am not here to invoice the heck out of you. I am here because I'm your health care provider. Yeah, I love it. You're, you're, you're provoking so many thoughts. I mean, I don't know who said this years ago, but great leaders speak to people's hearts. Great managers yes. speak to people's heads. And I think you do that a lot. Number two, if you're listening to this, Katrina said it brilliantly, but I'll dumb it down for you in the easy follow along fashion, which I have a college graduate now. And she's like, dad, this is hard. I'm like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to quote Katrina. I have to go back and listen to the recording. Oh, no. But like <laughs> I, I said something similar this week because I'm full of it all day long with my kids. I love it. Be so good. No one could ignore you. Just be good at something yes. that they're like, I can't ignore this kid. This kid won't go away. This kid. And then the other thing is, I think if anyone's listening to this, you might not like where you're at, but everything is temporary. You know, yeah. do more than what you get paid for and you will soon get paid more for what you do and just live by that. I never did the minimum. I was always like, even an Applebee's, people wanted to dump shifts. I'll take it. Like, that's crazy. Yes. That's a Saturday morning. That's like $200. Uh, I'll take it. Um, and then yeah. you, when you put all these together, like your education and your communication piece, that's, that's in order to be able to influence somebody you got to be reading. I think you should always have a book in your backpack, yes. something or something, yes. taking a webinar, watching, you know, Katrina and listening to a podcast because you never want to get out of the car or finish a flight where you're the same. You know, I want to be influenced yes. by at least one token, one thought, one something. Don't you think? Uh, 100%. In fact, I, what blows my mind is how much if you focus on something else or you expose your brain to something different. How if you're actually listening, you're paying attention, you're soaking it up, where you can pull inspiration from. Right. So for example, um, you know, I, I was sharing with you earlier before we hit record that yesterday I, I just landed back in the States. My amazing fiance and I were in Mexico and we were there setting up some details for our wedding. We're getting married in gorgeous Tulum. And so I, I woke up yesterday morning literally in a treehouse in the jungle. Like there was a natural cenote right there. Woke up, had a, a cup of coffee um, while I'm sitting there in this natural body of water, beautiful food. And, and I thought, it's a Tuesday today and the rest of the world is happening. Everybody's waking up, everybody's doing things. And I am so fatigued from being in the middle of busy season as a speaker, but here I am on a Tuesday and I'm just being. Mm -hmm. And I, it was in that moment that I had to truly express gratitude for the hustle and bustle for, for the other side of Katrina that does hit the ground running, that does, t you know, take the proverbial, you know, crappy shifts at Applebee's because as a speaker, you take crappy shifts as a speaker. Oh, the worst. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you're like up in, in airplanes, when everybody else is sleeping, 
you are in hotel rooms when everybody else is having a pool day with their families you are you know busy sending you know replying to emails while everybody is enjoying dinner together i mean you you sacrifice but in dentistry we've sacrificed we've gone through dental school we've gone through hygiene school we stay late for the patient we work through our lunch hour for the patient we arrive early for the patient we, you know we we do the things we sacrifice those things I had so much gratitude for all of those things that worker B Katrina did where now she could experience those pieces. I was inspired by my own work ethic yesterday, literally in the fact that it's like, wow, I have so much gratitude in being able to do that. And I think one of the things that we get so focused on when we're in the hustle and bustle is doing the hustle and bustle and not giving ourselves the space, the latitude, the grace to absorb or soak other things. So I, I too, you know, I, I've got about four books that I'm reading all at the same time and then three books that I'm listening to on Audible. And part of the reason why it takes me so long to get through these books is because I'm soaking up so much from it. I'm, I'm stopping, I'm reflecting and I'm thinking, what, what lesson can I pull from this information? You know, what, what details, how, how can this inspire or empower me? Sometimes it's not in my work. Sometimes right. it's just, how can this empower me or inspire me to be a more empathetic person? You know, empathy is not a strength of mine. I'm trying really hard, but it's not on the Gallup strengths quest. Empathy is not high for me. Really? <laughs> I didn't is, know that. Yeah. Which is, it, it shocks people because I'm a dental hygienist, which goes to, you know, something you should be really good at. Dental hygienists should be amazing empaths. Um, I'm not, I'm not super empathetic. Things have happened to me over my lifetime that have made me more empathetic. Um, I'll give you an example. When my mom passed away, um, it, it changed the way that I interact with people, uh, so much so that, you know, for example, when my assistant says, I'd like to have the day off so that I can go and you know, my mom is in town and I'd like to spend time with her. Well, gosh, that, that hits differently now. For sure. You know what I mean? As now it's like, oh, oh my, yes, family comes first, always. Family is the most important thing. You know, so the, those little things happen. So sometimes when I'm absorbing content or I'm pulling inspirational pieces from around me, it's not even just, well, how can this make me a better speaker? How can this make me a better business owner? How can this make me a better hygienist? But how can this make me a better human? Because right. at the end of the day, when people are, are working with me and getting behind my mission, they're getting behind me and who I am as a human. Yeah. The things totally. that are important to me, right? 100 so it, 100%. Yeah. It reminds you Frank Spears said this years ago. He said don't try to get through books, get from books. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? He's like, I got a book on the toilet and my backpack. I can't remember where he, he had them all over the place, but I love that because <laughs> I was trying to get through books and now I get yeah. from books where I'll just ooh, that one makes sense to me and where I'm at in my life. Ooh, that one. And so I'm looking for a quote, a thought process, one, yes. two to three a day and a podcast in the morning. Anything that I'm listening to, I'm like, I'm trying to get one thing on the way to work today or just inspire me. And like you said, it just naturally fits into your bucket. I want you to speak to this. Yeah. But Katrina, there's no roads where I'm going. You know, like um, yeah. I really believe in what you've said and what you're all about when you put these... No one would ever pick to be a sommelier, an educator, you know, a perio expert. Like that's, that's not even a traditional path for anyone. How, what would you say to anybody listening? Like, how do I pick a path that energizes me a little bit more every yeah, day? Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. So I, I think the first piece is 
you know, to your point, I, I even wrote this down in the unique ability. Uh, take the time to really reflect on what are the things that you are really good at. Right. And some of those, like I'll say, I, I'm really good at hula hooping. I'm I'm an amazing <laughs> hula hooper. Actually, nobody knows this. I don't have this anywhere on my social media. I don't hula hoop professionally on stage. So maybe not all of these things you're going to use, but just as an example, I'm a really good hula hooper. Don't use that. Um, but what are some things you're really good at? I love this. What are things that people say that you are a natural at? What are things that your patients are saying, your family members, your friends? What are the things that people reach out to you for? Right. Right. Um, what are what are things that people are asking you for? My sister-in-law and my brother just got married recently. You know, she came to me immediately. She was like, I, I would like you to help me, you know, put together my bachelorette party. Well, I'm amazing at putting together events. So when I became a speaker, putting together wine tasting events for people was also super duper easy, something I could you know easily put together. What is something that does drive or give you energy? So I honestly I'm I'm inspired by these things, Kirk. Um and where do you continually want to level up and next level? Right. Um, you know, inside of that, honestly, I will say when you build the framework for this, the first things that I said to myself, and I'm going to openly admit it, when I I wrote out my list because I, I had a guided journal. This is how I got my start. The guided journal literally asked, what are you really good at? What do you love? Money's no object. You're going to do this thing for the rest of your life. What are the things that you would do every day? Right. And, and, you know, I've shared this with you before on the podcast, you know, people say like, oh, I would just, you know, drink, you know, cocktails and hang out by the beach. Okay. That gets really boring, really fast. Like sure. seriously, what would you do if you could do whatever? So, uh, so I'm hearing you love travel. Okay. So travels on there. That's really great. You love to travel. That's amazing. So what is it? What are things that you can do? You love to travel that you can do those things. Well, I'll say as a speaker, I do a heck of a lot of traveling, right? So right. if I love to travel, I don't love travel as much as I'm doing it right now. But if I loved travel, gosh, this would be a great space for me. So think about some of those things. What are the things Things that you could do every day over and over and over again. It's going to fuel you. It's going to give you energy. What are those things? And here's the thing. Most of us are selecting things that actually other people love too. Right. I, I was I was asked this during a, a, a branding program I did last week. Somebody raised their hand and they said, okay, so this is weird. You have a line of wines only for dentistry. Like you have niched down so much that these wines really only make sense for dentistry. So does that scare you that you've created a line of wines only for dentistry? And I said to this person, this was during a branding program, I said, actually, that doesn't scare me at all. That thrills me because right. that means nobody else is doing this. Nobody else has created wines for dentistry. And by the way, there are a lot of dental professionals out there and a lot of them like to drink wine. Yeah. So I have created something that nobody else can do and how powerful is that 100 percent? and then people that are bought into who you are and your mission i will say this the wines are excellent but then there's also stories the wines have stories yeah. they're not just look at this label i found it on the side of a building you know like there's a story behind you know the batch the vineyard yes. the, how how it came about and then what you're doing to change the world outside of dentistry which i want you to talk about too it just doesn't end at the wine it goes elsewhere that's right. Now, here's the one thing I'll say, you know, a lot of people see me, I, I've been doing this for almost seven years. So people see me where I am and they're like, wow, that's amazing. I want to do that. Mm. It took me seven years. <laughs> 
took me seven years to get here and and I'm still going. My hope is my business does not look the same in three years that it does today. For right? sure. Because again, that's something I want to continue to improve upon. I want to build upon. I, I would love to have a similar framework. I would love to continue to drink wine, talk about dentistry, help nonprofit organizations, help empower, you know, elevate, create awareness, support my community in excellence. I would love to continue to do those things. But I'm going, I'm continuing to level up because I want to continue to create impact. When I uh, so our our wines all support nonprofit organizations. Our red and our white support a nonprofit organization that delivers humanitarian dental work to underserved communities in Africa. Well, when I was there last summer, uh, when when I went to the, the piece of land that we are going to be building mom and dad's memorial library on top of, when I stood there and I saw the faces of the community, the people, the children who are going to read the books in the the walls of this library that we're building, like you have to literally be heartless to not yeah. sit there and go, I, I am obsessed with this and I want to do this every day, all the time. And, and it's exciting and it's thrilling and it's magnificent. Well, th this is a small piece of what I can do right now. What about in three years when I'm continuing to do more and I'm growing and I'm expanding and I'm evolving and more people are behind me? So I went to Africa last summer. I was the only dental practitioner. I had two podiatrists. They were super useless when it came to the <laughs> dental needs. You know what I mean? I, they could like hold a suction. That was it. They were useless. Um, but, but it was just me. Well, next time I go back, you better believe I'm going to have a group of people yeah. who saw what I did and want to be a part of that. And then the next time after that, that group is going to be even bigger. And then we're going to develop educational content. So now we're going to be training the dental practitioners in Rwanda in how to do the work that we do in the States so well. We're, we're going to continue that. We're going to grow and we're going to escalate. But it didn't start there. It started right. with something small itty bitty, connecting with people, uh, meeting with Dr. Thomas Lee over a Zoom meeting and saying, this is amazing. How can I help? How can I be a part of that? But it began with me being that magnet yeah. and making the decision, deciding. And, and that decision is a horrifying decision to make because oh. you are placing like max bet. This is like Las Vegas. You are max betting. You are putting all the chips in on yourself on who you are, on the, the missions, the things that matter to you, the things that drive you, the things that excite you. And you are making an assumption that the very things that excite you excite other people in your community, in your world. Right. And that, that is horrifying. But I will say, if I could go back in time and tell myself anything seven years ago, when I started writing all this out, if I could tell myself one thing, it would be just do it. Yeah. Just leap. Yeah. Be fearless. Go. Because my biggest regrets are when I held back, when I thought, oh no, that's this, you know, slide is too pink. It's right. going to offend people. Oh no, this, this research study, dentistry is not ready for that. When I held back, those are the things I regret. Yeah. Now being able to go all in and say, yeah, I, I, I have pregnant women come to my wine tasting events. They don't drink the wine, <laughs> but they come. Why? Because they're not just there for the wine. They're there for me. 100%. They're there to interact with their colleagues. They're there to absorb the content. They're there to be moved and inspired. It's not just about a one thing. 
you yeah. know what I'm saying? And so we have cre I've created this where it's like, this is where we're going. Right. And that mission becomes a critical driver. Totally agree. Totally agree. And, you know, even when you go all, all in, like you said, it's terrifying. You fall down a lot. And what you have to do is you got to be vulnerable and open enough to say, listen, that sucked. Uh, and yeah. somebody, somebody will say, well, if you care enough about people and where you're going, you have a lot of people that will go, come over here. Don't do that. That's a, mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Don't There's a better yeah. way to do this. Um, <laughs> oh, you make a lot of mistakes. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and if you don't have the people around you, you it beats you down emotionally, mentally, and you do want to quit. The first uh, you know, 26 years of doing this, the first 12, I wanted to quit a lot. And I actually thought about yeah. it quite a bit because... It's a hard, long journey. And like you said, Pete Dawson said this to me, it takes seven years to become an overnight success. Um, okay. And you, have to be, you gotta be careful what you wish for. And uh, the other thing about speaking, gosh, we could do a whole thing on speaking. John Cranham, shout yeah. out to you. He would call me every April or May. And this is what he would say. You a little crisp? Hi, you're crisp, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, how do you know that? Every April or May, every speaker's like crisp. They've given uh -huh. blood to their uh -huh. cause. And they've spent, uh -huh. if you've ever slept in Logan Airport or Dallas Airport, which I've done Whoa. many times, you're like, many you always times. question, yep. oh my gosh, am I, is this journey worth it? Because now I'm going to get on another flight. I won't get home till mm -hmm. Saturday afternoon. And man, I know, it, I know what's going to happen when I walk into the kitchen and Sarah's going to look at me and go, how was it? How was your weekend? Let me tell you about mine. And you're going to like, oh, okay, great. So, uh -huh. you know. With everything, you need help. You need somebody to add perspective. I love it. And the sum total of it is where you are at, which we are so proud of you, is that you look at your you. your work and you go, I'm changing lives here. I'm doing a lot of good stuff here, but it, it might be one here. It might be two there. Right. You never know. But Katrina, you're changing people's lives. It's pretty amazing. Thank you, Kirk. As are you. And, and honestly, as is anybody listening to this podcast who shows up, you know, day to day, serves their community, connects with human beings, you know, makes their day better. We all, you know, I, one of my favorite um, quotes, this is from the musical Godspell. Um, in uh, one of the songs, A Beautiful City, the lyric says, we may not reach the ending, but we can start slowly, but truly mending brick by brick, brick heart by heart. And I love that because it it really means like I may not reach the end. I may not hit my absolute mission, but every audience member that I connect with, every patient that I serve, every person who listens to something that I'm doing is getting a small piece of me. Yeah. And I implore anybody listening to this to consider that what they're doing on a daily basis, uh, waving to somebody when you're driving in your car, smiling to somebody when you're in the elevator, complimenting somebody. Um, you know, I, I was uh, with my sister in Boston, speaking of Logan, I was uh, with my sister in Boston uh, a few weeks ago. Um, and I, I saw this gal sitting by herself. She was wearing this cute little romper. She looked adorable, but she was sitting by herself. Um, and she got up to go get herself another glass of wine. And as she walked by, I said, excuse me, um, you just look so nice in that romper. Like your, your, you know, skin tone with that color, like you just look amazing. And she was just like blown away. She's like, oh my gosh, thank you. She comes back over and she brought a glass of wine for me. And wow. she said, I just wanted to drop this glass of wine. I, she, she's like, I didn't roofie it or anything. She goes, I, <laughs> but I brought this glass of wine. She goes, I, I just moved here to this city two weeks ago. I know nobody. 
And I decided to just take myself out for a wine date to read a book. And then you were kind and you said something so sweet to me. And I thank you. That means a lot. That's it's awesome. those little things, right? That you you have the ability to to help so many in in small little nuances. It cost me nothing right. to say to this woman, you look adorable today. Yeah. And it was honest. Those little things, any anybody who's doing things like that, brick by brick, heart by heart, you are building a beautiful city. And what an incredible thing for us all to be a part of together. Love it. Love it. Love it. I have so many questions, but we're going to save them for future episodes of this. Yes. Wrap a bow on this, Katrina. Give us some final words as we wrap up these uh, these thoughts. I, th I think the, the, the bow in all of this is taking the moments that you love most about the work that you're doing, acknowledging your why, and never forgetting what your mission is. Using that as a driver on the days when you are exhausted, you have no voice, and Kirk Barron is next door <laughs> screaming and bouncing off the walls. I'm so sorry. It, it is, no, I, lo I love you so much. No, it, just, it was hysterical. But you know, take those moments and go, he has a mission, I do too, and we are both here screaming as loudly as we can for that mission and recognize that it is also an incredible honor to share in that mission with people who are like-minded. So Kirk, thank you for screaming through the walls because that absolutely echoes uh, the passion that I have, the drive I have. So thank you. And my hope is those of us who are listening to this podcast can look to their colleagues, their doctors, their assistants, their team members, and recognize that these people are alongside you in that same mission. Well, I'm glad that you looked at me screaming through those walls is a good thing. Other speakers do not think that. They're like, oh, Lord, he's the kid in class that always gave me problems. He, I, he's the kid goofing off that I couldn't pay attention. And so we all have a role to play. <laughs> We all uh, have a role. We all do it beautifully. Amen. Oh, amen. So Katrina, you are the best. I'm going to just say this now. Uh, if you're not taking notes, don't worry. You know the jam here. We are taking notes for you. Everything that Katrina and I have talked about is down in the show notes. So if you want to find out more about what Katrina does, and uh, I'm going to encourage you to follow her. Just flip up to the notes and Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google, doesn't matter, Amazon podcast. It's all right there. And I'm also going to encourage you to check out her courses. Most specifically, the one that we're hosting here, it always sells out. It is freaking amazing. If you're looking for a place where you guys can change the way you think, calibrate, and take it all to a level up, like you said, like you, you, she will stress you out in a good way <laughs> that you'll go back and go, okay, we got some work to do. So uh, you'll see our next course. And then we have some courses lined up with her later will be lined up uh, below and then all of her wines, all that kind of stuff. So make sure you check it out. So Katrina, you're the best. I really appreciate you, my friend. You're the best. Thank you so much, Kirk. I appreciate you. This is a delight. Delight. Stick around with say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today, please do us a huge favor. Hit the share button. Share this with your friends and your colleagues. I love it. I don't even know how, what's happening or why it's happening. It's just We're having a blast doing this. So uh, keep sending me your suggestions. I get them all the time. I freaking love them. And until we see you guys next or you hear from us next, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day.
So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.